The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the first episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags, Messy Mike, and Crawdaddy Chris. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of things we don't. Not barbecue. Whatever goes on in the pit. Be it beer, cigars, sports, whatever we go, that's where we're rolling. That's right, folks. Thanks for joining us here today. I'm Crawdaddy Chris. I'm Messy Mike. Here we go. So, gentlemen, what is your definition of barbecue? I can't say I have a firm definition of barbecue, but I definitely think it involves family, friends, and bringing everyone together because that's what food does best. I mean, uh, I barbecue has uh, been involved in my life since I was a child. My dad cooking on his grill and got me involved in it, and I've been a backyard enthusiast ever since. And it just kind of stuck with me, and I'm, that's where I'm in the seat today. So, all right, same here. Um, barbecue again. It's it's bringing people together cooking outside um you know whether it's an open pit um you know charcoal grill and we'll get into other stuff no gas grills, no gas grills no gas grills um but it's basically just you know coming around a pit friends family and having a couple beers talking life and having a good time all right i my definition is just like you said friends family fun what better way to get together with everybody and relax and over food. It's exactly. always worked for me. Look at me. I'm a house. <laughs> if anybody is qualified to talk about food, it's me. So, the grill is very touchy subject. Yes. You're is talking gas, pro, uh, talking charcoal. gas, propane. Yeah. Gas, propane. I think grill. we can just cross that one out now. <laughs> yes. It, it. Everybody would like to go on, you know, onto a charcoal grill um, and gas is, you know, not recommended whatsoever, but sometimes you just don't have time or that's what people are going to say. Sometimes we don't have time to light the charcoals, you know, light a chimney, get the, get the briquettes going and put stuff on. Which is perfectly fine, but you're not barbecuing. Exactly. You're grilling. Exactly. What, yes. what about electric? Um, electric smokers, electric grills. That's a good question. Those are getting popular nowadays. Right. Um, you know, Rectech, Traeger, um, with the pellets. Um, a lot of people like those because they're set it and forget it. Um, right. you know, you can set the temperature. You don't have to keep watching it and you're good to go until, you know, your thermometer is right. reading what you want it to read. And my concern always was I got to keep feeding the beast all the time and really monitoring the temperature. And so set it and forget it convenience. Yes. Yes. If you try to put on a 12, 14-pound brisket and go to bed and wake up and it's done, then that's the way to go, for sure. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, sometimes with the, the um, pellets, you don't really generate the smoke ring that you want to generate from a, you know, right. real wood-fired smoker. So it's, it's really good for chicken, um, but for your big meats, your brisket, your, your, your pulled pork, you're going to get the flavor, um, but you might not get the, you know, the, the smoke ring that you're actually, you know, looking for. Yeah, I mean, I go ahead. Now, the voice you're hearing off to the side is you can see us and hear us. 
That's Mr. Ed Sullivan, our producer right. and our fourth man in. It's not the voice of God. <laughs> it's, it's close. It's close. It's close. It's close. Well, as far as the gas grill goes with me, is it barbecue? No. Have, has it encompassed the word barbecue because of how we said? It's always encompassing family, friends. It's a get-together. Time to tell stories, catch up with one another. All falls under that barbecue. But as we all work, we know what it's like. Come home, have the wife and kids. We're ready to go. We're hungry. Gas yep. grill's the way to go. In the words of the great Buford T. Justice, I need a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper because I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> Johnny Mags, 100%. A uh, gas grill definitely serves its purpose. But when you're talking about barbecue, I just feel like it involves a lot, like uh, fire management. That's That strikes me right on the side of the head right there. Fire management. It takes the fun out of it, you know? you got to control the fire, control the heat, control the temperature. Building the wood a certain way, you know, right. so you have maximum flow. And you're not just, you know, overburning. You want to get the blue smoke, you know, so you're not oversmoking. Yeah. So the, th there's a lot to it. It's a, it's, a, it's a fine process. The best way I like to describe it is like playing golf. At, when you're playing golf, as we all know from the text at 444 this morning. Yep, I played it today. <laughs> um, it's you against the course. Correct. When you're barbecuing and smoking, it's you against that particular piece of meat. You need low and slow. Some of some things. Hot and fast. Hot and fast. All depends on what your preference, what you're using for a smoker for that reason itself. Mm -hmm. You can pull out the hot and fast or the low and slow, but traditionally barbecue has been the low and slow. Break down the fat. Fat is where the flavor is. Correct. That's it. And it's just, just time consuming. It's a labor of love. Yes, That's it true. is. Yep. And golf and barbecue both involve beer, so... Correct. And cigars. Don't forget and cigars. cigars. Okay, okay. And cigars. All right, all right. Me, I'm an avid hunter, an outdoorsman. As I was searching through Facebook today, a little article caught my eye. Man barbecuing snake winds up in hospital. Hmm. Didn't barbecue it, right? No. A man in <laughs> catch it, right? Arizona decided at a birthday party... A rattlesnake slithered its way into the potty. Decided to catch it and throw it on the grill. Well, you dope, you need to cut the head off first. He just threw it on the grill and got bit in the neck. Wow. I'm sorry. Anything venomous, you stay away from. Yeah, it's just a you know, rule I have. Anything that can kill you in an instant, not so much. Yeah, as the Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> go ahead. The, only, go ahead. the only thing, uh, reptile that I would consider cooking. I know what he's going to say. Would probably be the bacon wrapped alligator. Oh, mm. we've been talking about that for quite some time. Yes, we have. I've had alligator once in down Florida. in Florida. Yep. During a bike week many years ago, and it was fantastic. Oh yeah. It was probably not smoked though. Probably fried. It was deep fried. Yes, blackened buffalo style and a Cajun style, something like that. But mm -hmm. I can just imagine breaking that down, especially wrapped in bacon. Oh, oh they look and great. they sell them. You can buy them all skinned, ready to go, and whatever pounds you want, you want, and it's ready to throw in the, the smoker. And why haven't we done this yet? Uh, <laughs> we're we're looking into it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, to sell. So, 
How have your cooks been? Uh, my my cooks have been good lately. I, you were involved in one of them. I yeah, cooked that 18-pound brisket. That came out pretty good. Mike missed that one due to events. I did. Uh, I had an event. So, yeah, we, uh, we're usually busy on the weekends. We have a, uh, I have, I'm smoking two 70-pound pigs this weekend for an event. Um, so, you know, we're usually doing pigs every weekend. And, uh, yeah, it's going going pretty well. Now, Mike, you have a catering company and you also compete? I have a catering company. Uh, we do mostly um, on-site on catering where we bring everything, you know, fresh on-site, um, corporate catering. Um, I dabble in the competition circuit. Um, I'd love to do more of it, but with catering, I just haven't found the time to juggle both. I have competed in some um, competitions, which, one, I've learned a ton. Um, you know, I've met a lot of people, but I'd love to start getting into the competition world just because it's, it's such a different animal compared to, right. you know, your backyard, everyday barbecue, catering barbecue. It's a sport. You know, it's just like any other sport. You got to, you know, look at your judges, find out, you know, what they're looking for for flavor profile, depending where you are in the country. So you might have to use, you know, Memphis, you're going to use a, a vinegar-based sauce. Kansas City, you're going to use a boulder, you know, smokier sauce. Um, Texas, you know, they want brisket and they want to taste, you know, the salt, pepper. Um, so it, it's such a, it's a dynamic sport and just, I mean, you can win a lot of money doing it, which is, you know, could be fantastic, but, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I don't know. It's definitely a night and day between just catering barbecue not that yours is bad at all by any means i can vouch for it that's good well competition's one bite that's it so you only get one bite to woo those judges and that's it you know one bite everybody knows the rules but you only get one bite so you have to give it all in that one bite so in the competition you can make as much as you want and then you select what goes to the judges so in a competition yeah you'll you know if it's ribs um you're mostly going to take the ribs from the center of the rack because those are the meat those are the meatiest and those are the best looking and the straightest um and you're going to you know put them in a box and you're probably going to put you know uh up probably six to ten you know ribs in a box um brisket same thing you're going to take it from the center of the brisket not the ends right um i'll eat the ends Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you just you put those in a box and, you know, that's what competition is. But you're is. not going to cook two or three briskets. You're just going to. No, you, you, you might will. cook, yeah. yeah. You might cook a couple more. Hmm. Yeah, we got a small one coming up that, that you got us involved in. And yeah, we're doing a, one in um, it's, uh, Hampton, New Hampshire, Smutty Nose Brewing Company. So we're, um, you know, we, we entered it and, you know, we're going to see how we do. It's, it's ribs only, so it's pretty easy and it's, it's local. Um, and it'll be our first competition together, which yep. will be, you know, fun, and see how we do. That'll be so a I'm lot excited. of fun. And it is for a great cause. It's supporting the Hampton Firefighters, uh, Firefighters Association. Yep. Firefighters Association, yep. which, you know, we always like to thank our first responders, police, fire. 100%. Yep. Thank you very much. And but will too many cooks spoil the ribs? I mean, uh, this seems like a very opinionated <laughs> So endeavor. what we've decided to do is um, I'm going to cook my way. He's going to cook his way. He's going to cook his way. We're all going to cook, you know, so many ribs, and then we're going to have a blind tasting ourselves at the end of it and then figure out which one we should actually turn in. Yep. So all right. hopefully that works for everybody. We kind of talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're all going to cook ribs, and we're going to eat ribs, and then we're going to decide which one's to turn oh, in. Oh, we're not just going to eat ribs. This is the first time you heard about it. We're going to eat. We're bringing appetizers. <laughs> we're getting there in the morning. We're eating appetizers. We're eating 
a nice lunch, you know, we're going we're gonna to do it up correctly. Well, how bad could that be regardless of the outcome? Exactly. Sounds like Again, a party to me. you're with friends, family, and you'll be drinking beers. Now, watching these shows on TV, obviously there's the banter back and forth of competitiveness and trash talking, if I should say. Is that really true? Because I've also heard that the barbecue competitions and the barbecue group itself is extremely shirt off your off their back if you need it. Yeah, the um, media just that, with they make up a lot of that just for uh, well, you need yeah. ratings for right. TV, exactly. Obviously, I mean even just not in competitions, but even you know if the associations like the National Barbecue Association, um, Northeast Barbecue Society, NEBS. Um, even if you're a member of those societies, I mean, I went to my first one five years ago by myself in Texas, didn't know a thing, and all look, of a sudden, look at you now. all these guys that, a couple of them, I've seen them on TV, brought me under their wing and basically hung out with me for that the whole week. Um, you know, you learn a lot from these guys, but they will tell you anything you want to know unless it's in competition. If it's during a competition where you're cooking and you're not just hanging out, don't talk to them because they will not want to talk to you. But other than that, they are, it's just like the firefighters, you know, they're, it's a brotherhood. You know, once you're in the family, you're in the family and they'll take care of you. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I stuck with this and, you know, I, I wanted to do this because barbecue is just, it's like no other way of life. And that's how we became friends. That's it. We yep. all got yep. in together. We have the the love of barbecue. I've met a lot of good friends, some down in Texas that I haven't haven't even actually met yet through Facebook groups and whatnot that have just became good friends just because they're willing to help each other out. And yep. uh, you have a, a page, New England Pitmasters. I mean, it's a great community. It's crazy how many people you know you've brought together, and it's New England Pitmasters, but they're not all from New England. They're all over the country. You know, you found that out, and, yep. you know, and you've talked to them. We've actually met a couple of them. A couple of them have right. come to your house. We're trying to get, you know, get together with them. So it's, it's, it's just growing. It's crazy. I mean, just with the camaraderie with barbecue in general, but we started the, we started the New England Pitmasters uh, Facebook group probably a year and a half ago, me and my brother-in-law, and now we're up to, like, 1,200-plus members, which is amazing. It's got more likes half. than I do. <laughs> what can I say? But you but, get uh, the five-star ratings. I yeah, do. you do. I, do. I didn't get any ratings. <laughs> I'll give you five stars on that brisket the other week. I'll Those take it. Those burnt ends oh. were like candy. I have to try it. it was, Ask him. It was amazing. He'll tell you. He'll steer you in the good. right directions. Honey now, for the money. What is a burnt end for our listeners who don't know? And how do you do burnt ends? What's a real burnt end? This is why I'm asking you. Um, I don't think there's a real anything when it comes to no. making your own. I mean, your burnt ends are supposed to come from um, the point of the brisket. And, um, you know, that's why they're delicious and, and expensive when you get them because they're only so many, just like the cheeks of, a, you know, any animal. Um, but you basically, you cut, you, you smoke the brisket um, once it's done and you take the point, you chop them into cubes, throw them in a pan. I put a little rub brown sugar and then sauce on them. You throw them back on the pit for you know, another couple hours, and basically you just want to see those things jiggle like jello. Once they're like jello cubes, then you know it's, they're ready. Caramelized, like over the top. Yeah. Little pillows of goodness. Uh, and you can also do, uh, 
do a pork belly burn ends. You can do pork belly burn ends. You don't have to do, always do brisket. Correct. I actually seen a guy do bologna burn ends. I don't know what if that's a real thing. I don't know, but that might be delicious. Bologna's not my thing. Have you ever had fried bologna? Oh, amen. it is amazing. <laughs> fried bologna sandwich it is seriously with some pro- mayo and a tomato. Yeah. Come on, mayo? No mustard. Mustard? Yeah, I'd give it a whirl, but I don't know. Phenomenal. I'll try anything once or twice. That's right. That's right. Now, with the brisket, as you were saying, the point. Mm-hmm. The brisket also a whole brisket comes in technically two point two pieces, the point and the flat. Correct. Two muscles. Yep. Connected. And that is, in the it, average size is what? Um, an average size can be anywhere from, you know, I'd, I'd say a decent average size is sure. roughly like 13 to 18 pounds. Right. Um, and, and that's it's a, called a, a full whole, packer. Whole packer, yep. yep. So that's when you get, you know, the two muscles intact. You can have the butcher um, separate them, but around this area when you ask the butcher to separate them he just cuts it in, in half and it's not really <laughs> separating the two muscles right. so you might as well just you know learn and do it yourself go youtube google it and do it yourself yeah i've been i've been doing a lot of cooks with um lately with, with for my family um just just a brisket flat yep which and the, is a little it's difficult to keep moist exactly you don't have the point and the fat and everything to render down into Correct. the flat which yeah. is what a lot of key. people do is you take the point and you put the flat on top of the point and then you smoke it that way. And that way all the juices and everything's staying moist and intact. And then when you wrap it, you put the point on top of the flat, wrap it that way and put it back in. And that way the point's going on the flat and rendering all the juices that way. So like when I, when I usually do a brisket, like people say, you know, what should you do? Should you do the fat side up on a brisket? Should you do the fat side down? I always was, I was taught or told to do the fat side down and then once you wrap it once you put it back in you flip it and put it in that way and that's where all the fat now it's just turning into goodness and you know i like to say coagulating i don't know if that's the right word yeah i was always told the same thing on your unwrapped when you're cooking it on the smoker do fat side towards the heat which is going to be fat side down on an offset smoker so uh and then same thing when you go to wrap it fat side up so the fat renders dumps into the meat there you go Yep. Now, before we start World War Three, that can be a whole nother episode that we have of to rap or not to rap. Yes. Is a very large debate in the barbecue world. Pink butcher paper. I think we could foil. probably get 30 minutes out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to hold off. That yeah. might be a double episode. <laughs> so, what else? I don't know. Um, favorite uh, types of sauce. Favorite types of sauce. My um, own. His own. His <laughs> sauce is pretty good. I, I have to vouch for that. Even my wife, Claudia, <clears throat> asked me the other day, can you see if Mike sells his sauce? I go, I know he sells the sauce. Well, how much can I get? I'm like, that's why I married you. <laughs> go big or go home. See if he's got gallons, she says. Little tiny thing. Little tiny thing. What, what about gallons of sauce? Commercially available, is there anything that you think is better than others? Well, obviously, Sweet Baby Ray's. I mean, yeah. every, you know, Sweet Baby Ray's is the king of barbecue sauces. Yeah. You know, um, that's what everybody thinks of. Um, I mean, I, I personally like it. It's a good barbecue sauce. Um, you have Stubbs. Stubbs is always Barbecue good. sauce. Yeah. Um, sticky fingers. You know. Um, that's not bad. It's not bad. Sweet Baby Ray's is just, it, it caramelizes very nicely with, you know, with the meat. Um, th- that's 
one of the reasons why I developed mine. Um, you know, I kind of took a couple of recipes from a couple of competition barbecue teams, put them together, and I was looking for that caramelization. And that's what Sweet Baby Ray's does very nicely. Um, you know, so I, I developed it. I think, <laughs> you know, and I use that at home. I think it, it's got good balance to it, so you're not going to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know in a crowd if you go too hot on the barbecue, too spicy, then some folks just won't touch it. But and That's the other thing with the sweet And it's cost-effective. Yeah. And the other thing with the Sweet Baby Ray's, they have the different styles, the the honey barbecue, the Hawaiian, sweet and Chipotle. spicy, the Chipotle. Right. Anything so you, you can think of, you can change the profile, whatever you want to do. Add a little of this, right. add a yeah, little of that. I usually cut mine down, and I like it a little thinner. Yeah. And that's you, so. the thing, too. A lot of people will buy a barbecue sauce and – you know, to call it their own, they'll put brown sugar in it. Um, they'll put honey. They may even put some of their rub in it. So, you know, if you're cooking at home and, you know, you want to do something other than a store-bought barbecue sauce, but you don't want to go all the way to make your own, you can buy a barbecue sauce and put whatever you want in it to change the profile that you're looking for. I mean, I used to buy Stubbs Sweet Heat and Sweet Annie Mae's um, barbecue sauce, mix them, and that's what I used for the first probably two years, and then they stopped selling Sweet Andy Mays, and I, got, I was like, shit, I don't, know what, I don't know what to do. So that's why I started looking, and that's why I had to make my own, you know, because it wasn't available. And the rumor on the streets is you might be coming out with a mustard-based sauce. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm getting, very, yeah, I'm getting uh, numerous requests to Like a North Carolina-style tangy. Yeah, vinegar-based um, mustard yeah. barbecue sauce, yeah which goes very nicely with pulled pork. Well, folks, we thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank great. you for joining us on thank our first much. one. Thank you very much. What are we going to talk about next week? What are next we? week? Pits, baby. Pits? Pits, wood. Wood. How do you get started in barbecue? How do you get started smoking? I think that's a good Perfect. Good next step. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. How did so, you, you get started smoking, and what kind of pit were you using? Yeah. That's Let's right. Yeah. I think it was a good show, gentlemen. I have some good stories for that, so. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us. Um, as always, enjoy the weekend. And next week on The Pit Life, obviously, we'll talk about getting started and barbecue. And, well, from Johnny Mags, Crawdad Chris, Messy Mike, keep the smoke rolling. See you next week. Cheers. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.